What is up, everybody? Welcome to another edition of Curveballs and Chair Shots. My name is Brandon Tangumas. Sitting electronically more than six feet away from me is my lovely and esteemed co-host, Dominic Hobson. Dominic, you've been a tired boy lately. Your sleep schedule is all a mess. How are you doing today? How's your sleep been, Dominic? Oh, Brandon, you know, thank you for uh, caring about me and to all the listeners out there who reached out. Thank you. Um, you know who you are, by the way. Um I'm doing fine. You know, I got a little, uh, little sick yesterday, if you know what I mean. And, uh, you no, know, we don't know what you better. mean, Dominic. Why don't you explain? So, uh, I just got a gift that came in and I wanted to use it. And, uh, let's just say, should have taken some Dremonine, Dremonine, whatever it's called, the seasick shit before, t- before, uh, playing with it. So. I don't know why Dominic is hiding it because he talked about it on the podcast. Somebody got an Oculus for Christmas, even though it's not Christmas. I mean, that would be next week, next episode. And apparently, I guess Dominic was having some some side effects from it. He was going too hard in the paint. There is video <laughs> out there. Maybe it'll get leaked <laughs> on the Curveballs and Church Shot social media page. I mean, we shall see. I mean, if it does, then someone's going to get a lawsuit. Someone, someone better, someone better lawyer up as uh, workaholics would say. But other than that, it's been a fine day, Brandon. How was your lovely day? Oh, my day was just fine. Cannot complain. Uh, but next week, speaking of Christmas, we will have our third annual Curveballs and Chair Shots Christmas gift exchange. And we're actually going to put it up on the YouTube. It may be live. may not be. We're going to figure out the logistics. But... You can check it out, youtube.com slash curveballs, chair shots. It is up there. If you want to see some past stuff we've done, we can you can watch some of the gauntlet. Dominic trying to get his first ever Fall Guys crown. Dominic, how's that doing, by the way? Have you gotten a, a crown of Fall Guys yet? I've I've gotten a few. I've gotten a few. Like by winning the game? Oh, oh no, no. Just by leveling up, I've gotten crowns. I've never gotten a, never actually touched that crown. Yeah, it's one of these days, Dominic will, uh, achieve that maybe if they make like a, a vr fall guys maybe Do- that's the way dominic finally gets his crown is i th- i want to say they do i thought i remember seeing some youtubers playing fall guys and it was like vr mm. so or and they played among us and you know a couple other things so so yeah uh, be on the lookout for that on christmas day the 25th but let's get into some baseball news we might be should be in the middle of hot stove with moves left, right, and center. But we do not. But we still have some baseball news to talk about. The Cleveland Indians will be no more going into the 2021 season. Don't exactly know what they will be called. I assume they will just be called the Cleveland baseball team, a la the Washington football team. They will not have a name this season, this coming season in 2021, but they will have a new name after the 2021 season. Uh, we have three, I don't know if I want to call them hot button issues, but maybe some some controversial, some, some things Dominic might try to want to walk around when talking about these baseball topics. You know that I was uh, more of a, an opponent, not an opponent. I 
was outright bashing the Washington football team's former name. The Indians, you know, I, I definitely can see where people got offended or didn't like it. They took down the Chief Wahoo logo, and now they took the next step to removing the name in its entirety. Dominic, your thoughts on Cleveland seemingly going nameless the next year, this next year? I mean, I, I'm not trying to walk around it, but I mean, I do 100, 100% agree with changing the name. However, it, it is going to be difficult to not say the Cleveland Indians. You know, it's easy not to say the football team's name just because it, to me, was a little more harsh than Indian because Indian has such a broad term, in my opinion. But nevertheless, it is still something that needs to be addressed. Um, definitely. I mean, I, I, I hope they get a replacement name that is not the Cleveland baseball team, just like we have the Washington football team. I hope that they get something to fill that void and everything. But nevertheless, you know, definitely a step in the right direction, at least. Yeah, uh, well, some former names I was going to look up. So we have the they have the Indians name from the 1915 to present. So it has been a name for a long, long time. I mean, back in the day in the early 1900s, baseball teams are just changing names all over the place. So I'm just going to go through all the different names that the Indians have gone by, or at least the Cleveland baseball team has gone by in the past. We have the great, I mean, I, I guess like they, there was actually like a Cleveland spiders team, but I don't think it's like linked to this team in whatever in specific, but we have the grand rapids Russ wrestlers from nine, 1894 to 1899, I mean, hell of a name right there. The Cleveland Lakeshores, the Cleveland Bluebirds, the Cleveland Broncos, and maybe the one I like the most, the Cleveland Naps. What the fuck is a Naps? Uh, well, maybe they just like, because baseball is so boring, you just got to take a nap in between, in between the innings. I mean, I guess. I mean, like, I kind of I kind of dug the spiders. I mean... It's something, Oreo. Will you stop it? I mean, it's kind of different. Horse? It sounds like a horse, huh? No, it's Oreo's little fat ass playing with his ball. But um, kind of like Cleveland Spiders. It, 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 it's 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 a different tone because it's always like Blue Jay or an Astro or a Yankee. But now, it, you know, you don't hear any insects. That was kind of just an awkward pause. I bet you're gonna keep going. You said insects. And then, sorry, I, I had a burp and I didn't really want to burp into the microphone. That's all right. Well, you don't want to pull a me? I mean, I don't want to pull a, a trapdoor to hell and just, you know, burp and, you know, burping's their gimmick. Mine is fart. Mm, just you. You're the only person that does it, not anybody else on the other line. Exactly. Because I'm the only one in the room right now with the dog. So don't worry. Exactly. Speaking of trapdoor to hell, I want to call out Tyler taking my my idea and my my thought process about that Cleveland Sp Spiders thinking that's a cool name. Go back in history. You can do like cool Spider-Man uh, themes. Not exactly themes, but color schemes. Keep the red, white, and blue aesthetic. And he, he took my took my gimmick and didn't even give me proper credit. The audacity, Dominic. Well, Brandon, you know, too bad you didn't have that in writing or you're recording it when you said it because, you know, I mean, it was over PlayStation. PlayStation just owns everything. They probably they probably heard me. 
Uh, yeah, right? Asshole. He's an asshole, huh? Not you, Tyler, for stealing your idea. That's why you didn't want to play with him yesterday, even though you <laughs> asked us to play. And then you just didn't. I was asking for someone else. That's why I asked. Well, you got to say I to- pronouns. And I, and I told that person, hey, they're probably watching the football game. They're like, I don't give a shit. Ask. I was like, okay. And then I was like, you know what? I'm sick. I'm going to bed. Okay, moving right along, staying with baseball, the Major League Baseball has announced that they will be implementing the Negro League, their history, the stats, and everything. It will now be officially recognized as the Major Leagues. It's 2020, Dominic. I don't know what the hell took so long not to recognize the Negro Leagues as a part of Major League Baseball. I mean, the... Um, do you, do you feel like this is MLB maybe trying to, yeah, not, not fine. Well, first of all, they're doing the right thing. Finally, it's about damn time. But do you think this is their way of trying to maybe like change any views or anything about MLB? I mean, I haven't heard what of would that be Dominic. I don't know. I haven't heard of them being racist or anything, but I mean, you, you clearly keep your ear to the streets a little bit more than I do. So maybe you can shed a little light if, if MLB is racist or anything like that. But, um, we can't just be throwing out claims like that without backing up any evidence. You know what? Everybody in MLB is racist, so fuck it. There. There you go. So uh, Bob Gibson, Satchel Page, you know, two of the greatest baseball players of all time. Satchel Page did have some time in the actual major leagues, but uh, if we, like, actually implement, like, their stats and everything from the Negro Leagues, it's just otherworldly. I mean, Bob Gibson – the Babe Ruth of his time, and he played with Babe Ruth. And he, I mean, if we actually put Bob Gibson's numbers, they might be a little mythic. I don't know if they're out of proportion, but allegedly he has like over 800 home runs. And so that, does that make Bob Gibson or Bob Gibson? Uh, why do I keep, did I keep saying Bob Gibson that entire time? Jesus Christ, what the hell is his name? Josh Gibson. Are, are you drunk? I might be drunk just a little bit. It's because I said Bob Gibson earlier and you didn't correct me. God damn it, Dominic. So Josh Gibson, see, you're fucking me up. He, is one of the greatest baseball players of all time. And he had over 800 home runs, allegedly. So does that make him the new home run king? See, and this is where, how do you, how do you judge these things? I mean, for the longest time, we've had Barry Bonds, most home runs ever. And then now you're just, I don't get me wrong. I'm hundred percent for this, but then you're going to have these people that say, look, they, they don't count. And all of a sudden they count now it's, you know, I, I, I don't know how to feel. All I mean, that's matter, right, Dominic? I agree. But you also got to think about the people who, you know, maybe Barry Bonds never won a World Series. And he, so he had the claim of being the home run king. So what's what's going to happen now? I don't know. I, I, I don't think they're going to like actually implement like the Negro League stats as like major league stats. I think they'll just kind of like keep it separate and like acknowledge the records is like the Negro League records, I guess. Because, I mean, because once you like try to implement, you know, different leagues and put them together when they're not actually like playing against each other and everything like that, that's as you kind of explained, it does get a little complicated. So I think you you can like acknowledge it, but I think if once you try to put in those numbers, it just muddies everything up. What happened here? Bob Gibson, great baseball player in Major League Baseball. RIP. What? 
I cannot agree more with you because, you know, if I said 110%, you'd be mad at me. So 100 what? You say something, Brandon, huh? I wasn't saying anything. I was going to move on. But if you got, if you want to wrap up your thought. No, 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 no. You know what? I agree 100%. Move on. Dominic has walked through the landmines of Native American PC culture. We got the Negro League news. And now let's get into the final landmine in MLB news. We got vaccines. Woo. Cannot wait to talk about this. Uh, We have the MLB the major league uh, MLBPA kind of going back and forth, talking about how they're going to start up the season protocols and everything of that nature. And we've kind of talked about this for a long time. We might have a civil war on our hands between the players and the owners and news has come out that MLB wants their players to be vaccinated before the season starts. And for them to be able to play, they have to get vaccinated. And I mean, I, I don't know if we want to get, we don't need to get into vaccines, everything like that, but that seems kind of complicated. I think far reaching to get however many 500 players vaccinated by February or March when spring training fires up. Brandon, I have to ask the question. How do you feel about this? Because NFL said their players weren't jumping the line. NBA aren't jumping the line to get vaccinated. Why is MLB getting vaccinated? So, so desperately. Because it's the MLB and Rob Manfred's an idiot. And, you know, they, they, they're trying to, they want to grow, they say they want to grow the game. But then when it comes to trying to deal with their players, they're kind of anti-player. And that's kind of been the way baseball has been going for 150 years at this point. And personally, someone who's very pro-vaccine, I think it's kind of, very you know, I think it's kind of dumb to not force them, but, you know, try to, jump the line or try to make everyone get vaccinated so quickly so soon and like have that ultimatum because then like what happens if you know if, i mean we, we talk about this at the beginning of the pandemic sports isn't really necessary i know it's kind of a fun outlet to kind of take our minds off things but i feel like mike trout shouldn't get it before some grandma in anaheim you know what i'm saying no no i i agree but the other thing too is like we the so it took him how many years to make a vaccine for like, for? Uh, oh God! Here comes Dominic on his anti-vax rant. I mean, I, I'm I'm neither here or there. I'm kind of in the middle. I mean, it took him a year, roughly, to make a vaccine for COVID nineteen, but it took takes him a lot more to f- do other things. Like what, Dominic? I don't know. Shit. I mean, how long did it take him to get the flu shot figured out? And that, and that shit keeps mutating and mutating and mutating. So technically, it's a new flu every fucking year. Every time you get the flu, it's a different kind of flu because it's a different fucking germ, different genome, and body, blah, blah, blah. So with that being said, it took them a year to figure out this COVID, this huge pandemic outbreak. It took them a year to figure it out, but yet they can't figure out anything else. They can't figure out a cure for cancer. They can't figure out a cure for AIDS. They can't figure out a cure for fucking all this other shit. Well, Dominic, I'm not a doctor. Neither are yeah. you. I know, I know. But with that being said, I do agree with certain people getting it because, you know, doctors and nurses, which they are, but baseball players, I mean, I feel like if the players were to get it, it would upset me so much that I, I mean, not to say I wouldn't watch the game, but I probably would not want to partake to a certain degree. 
just because, you know, there's people who need it far more important, like you said, than Mike Trout or, you know, uh, even the fucking backups backup doesn't need a vaccination. My, you know, more important people need it than them. There you go. And on a on a high note, on a hot, hot take from Dobby, you, you, you started, you know, teetering with the, the whole why is it gotten done so quickly, but you backed off. So I appreciate that, Dominic. Good job. We're not getting canceled yet, if we haven't already. Well, I mean, talk, why, why would we get canceled if I said it's going to take, it took them only a year to do it? I'm just saying, you're, you're, you're treading that water, treading that line of going full like Facebook Karen and the vaccines, but you didn't go full Karen, which I appreciate, Dominic. I mean, I'm not an anti-vaxxer when it comes to like smallpox, chicken pox, stuff like that. COVID, mm, I'm definitely not getting it. And I'll definitely be getting it, Dominic. So there you go. Okay, we'll see. Uh, we'll see who lives longer. I think I'll be just fine. Okay, after that awkward conversation, let's move on to the NBA. We have Giannis Antetokounmpo. He has signed, re-signed with the. Milwaukee Bucks, he signed the Super Max five years, $228 million. I think last week talked a little bit about possibly some bumps in the road with Giannis re-signing. As the Warrior podcast we are, we always kind of had a pipe dream that maybe he would sign with the Dubs, but that is not the case. Dominic Giannis staying with the Bucks five more years. Big, big deal for them. Uh, and what do you see the outlook of that team now if they have their star player locked in for five years? I think if everyone stays healthy, the Bucks will definitely go to the chip, baby. I mean, I, I think last year they had a couple players go down during the playoffs or something close to that, and Giannis just couldn't do everything himself. Just like most mega teams, you got to have you know some supporting cast of your star. But uh, definitely, if everyone stays healthy, Bucks definitely a nightmare to be uh, to be dealt with. But I wouldn't be surprised if we see Miami giving them some issues as well. Um, Giannis should be holding down the East, though, for the most part. Giannis was kind of like the big chip that everyone was trying to go after. And now that he's he's locked up, I think now teams can kind of turn their attention to maybe some some smaller pieces. And I mean, we have the. Actual regular season starting up next week, I believe. Next week, we will have not only our Curveballs and Cherry Shots Christmas gift exchange, we'll also have our official NBA preview breakdown show. So big, big week next week on Christmas Day. But definitely good move for the Bucks because, I mean, as a smaller, as a small market team, you don't get players that come around too often, especially not going to get big-name free agents if you don't have Giannis. And so – if they weren't able to resign him, he left. You would have to hit again on the draft, which that's not a given by any means. And so now that Giannis is there, he's able to possibly attract other big name players. But it is Milwaukee, not the sexiest destination. So maybe you don't get like the big, big names, but maybe you got to get like that second tier of support cast that can maybe not demand the big, big money, but will play well around Giannis. why do i have to move on dominic what's wrong is there something going on because i can't see you so i can't get any like visual cues if something's going wrong on your end okay well i was trying to open my beer 
and the TV's on the living room, and you know, you just pause how awkwardly. Shit. Jeez. Okay, going from one of the, the biggest signings in the NBA to maybe one of the lowest, lesser signings in the NBA. Jeremy Lin is coming back to the Warriors. He has signed a G League deal with the dubs. Dominic, your thoughts? Jeremy Lin, I think he went over to China for a little bit and played over there. So now he's back in the NBA, back with the Warriors where it all started. Are you excited for Lin Sanity? I mean, to me, it's not that big of a deal. Jeremy Lin, I feel like he was a... Yes, he was a fucking shithead. Um, no, I, I feel like he was very... a Kind of like, like, like a novelty player. You know, he had he had a big breakout season and then he didn't really do anything else. I mean, not, I'm not taking away that he's not talented, but definitely not a high caliber player, in my opinion. Now, other people may disagree with me. Probably you do, because you're going to say that he's a fantastic player and he should be a fucking star of a team or something stupid like that. But I definitely don't um, I don't think he is high caliber. Definitely supporting cast. Definitely backup to a backup, my opinion. Why do you think I would say Jeremy Lin is a star and you should build around him? You just because I would say something like that. Well, because you usually do. So, well, the Jeremy Lin and Giannis are two completely different players. Just, just letting you know. Are you sure? I mean, last time I checked, they are two different human beings. I think they might like be related, but I think they're different. Good for you. Jeremy Antetokounmpo. Or Giannis Lin. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Then we got Gordon Hayward. He has a fractured fingy. Yeah, you hate to see the fingy injuries, Dominic. He was the big time signing for the Hornets. Him and LaMelo going to just light it up in Charlotte, but off to a shaky start already. Gordon Hayward had the, the freak leg injury and now he's going down with the fingies. Not, not the best start for uh, for Charlotte, especially because he's due so much money. I mean, I rather have a broken finger than a f- fucking broken ass leg on national television. So it shouldn't be that bad, that big of a deal. How does this affect the team going forward? Brandon, the Hornets will do just fine. They got the best player in the world with Mr. Ball. So definitely see the Hornets, you know, become champions possibly. All right. I mean, LaMelo has looked quite good in uh, in the few preseason games that we have seen. So maybe, I mean, we've all kind of thought that LaMelo was the better, the best out of the three balls. Poor Leangelo signed with the Pistons, and then just a couple days later, he gets cut. Maybe one day we'll have all three balls playing in the NBA, but we're going to have to wait for that to happen. I'd rather just have two balls. <laughs> Dom, could you like to tell the people the joke? I heard you're funny. Uh, you know what? I fucking will say the joke because I'm going to have – all right, I want Mr. X – I know you listen. I hope you listen, at least. I know you listen. You said you did. I want you to know if this joke is funny or not, Mr. X, okay? The, qu- the joke question? No, the joke. It's a joke. Joke goes like this. What is light and blue? 
Okay. And the answer is light blue. Huh? Huh? It's funny. It's fucking funny. Everyone who's listening right now is probably pissing their pants because it's hilarious. Okay. So funny. I forgot to laugh. Dominic, something that isn't funny is last week's of Dominic's picks. Dominic went nine and seven, not too shabby, but your boy went 12 and four, bringing my overall record to 134, 76 and one, having a five game lead over Dominic's 129, 81 and one record overall in the football world. Had a pretty good day, Dominic. I know you used to play the XFL Fox Pick'em game. You should play Barstool Plays, the Barstool Play app. Pick the spreads, get the parlay. Possibly could win thirty plus thousand dollars. I was in the running Monday night, and unfortunately, I fell through. Did not get the right uh, score of Monday Night Football, but I still won fifty-two dollars. So shout out to me and Dominic. Maybe this is our big payoff. We we get that parlay victory. We can go big time. I mean. We'll talk off off air because your boy is going to definitely play this week and, uh, you know, or I guess I have to play next week because Thursday already happened, but it, we know, don't we'll pick, see. We don't pick the Thursday game. So you can get in right now on the action. Dominic. So right now on, on air, Travis did this on Trapdoor. You can do it on our podcast. Download the play okay. Barstool app. Play, play, uh, is it one word? Bar stool. And is it like a green with a little little chair? Yes. Or a bar okay. stool, one might say. Oh, I got you. We're not going to go through got all your picks, Dominic. You can do that on your own time. But first, we have to talk about Thursday night football. It was an early podcast last week, and I fucked up. I know I made fun of Dominic fucking up all the time, but I did fuck up. We did not preview this game, but we will recap it. The Los Angeles Chargers went in to Las Vegas and defeated the Raiders 30 to 27. Both Dominic and I had the Raiders in this game. We didn't foresee Derek Carr going down with a pull to groin. We also didn't see the defense just completely just shitting their pants two weeks in a row. I guess, I guess the entire season, that defense, not very good, but Justin hair bear get the, gets the QB sneak for the walk-off touchdown. Dominic, I know you're the big Raider fan here. Your thoughts on where the Raiders stand. I mean, we went, I don't know why I said we, they beat the Chiefs going into that rematch Sunday Night Football, riding high, possibly could take over the division. And it just hasn't been the same ever since. It's definitely been a uh, tough pill to swallow as of late. I feel like the Raiders have had winnable games and it, it, it's, it's not coming true. Car going down, I don't know. When I first heard he went down, I was kind of like, oh, shit, there's this. There, I mean, if we had a chance, the smallest chance in the world is definitely gone now. But I will say, Marcus Mariota fucking looked killer. I mean, definitely, I I wouldn't be surprised if uh, he finishes the rest of the season. I, I think he looked good. But definitely, definitely a bummer as a Raiders fan. And we'll have to see what happens next week. We will have to see what happens next week. I mean, Marcus Mariota definitely did look good filling in for Derek Carr. Now, I don't know exactly how much of that is uh, Marcus Mariota playing really well. The Chargers defense not being the greatest or not preparing 
for Marcus Mariota because they were obviously looking at Derek Carr. Not saying Derek Carr is not athletic. He definitely can run. I mean, the reason he pulled his groin is because he was running. But uh, I, I've always been a fan of Mariota coming out of college. And I think the question mark was always just like his arm. He's He can run. He can do athletic things. But can he be accurate? And I think for the most part in that game, he was making all the throws. He missed. I mean, he did have like, I think, two interceptions. He had like a few badly th- poorly thrown balls but for the most part he looked decent enough not saying he's going to take over the starting job for Derek Carr I think if Carr is healthy and able to play next week or the next couple couple weeks he'll still have his job but Mark Mariota under contract for the Raiders at least till next year you, 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 you never know like I said I, I think he did a phenomenal job I definitely think you know if Carr's get ready to play next week you put Carr in but I would Definitely keep an eye on Mariota. I mean, he he was very, very good. Then on the Chargers front, they went back-to-back games. Close games. They almost fucked it up like the Chargers normally do. Not Jeremy Lin. Anthony Lin, do you think if he finishes the season strong, he can keep his job? It's a tough one, Brandon. I. It, it's very tough. I... I want one more week to judge. Okay, that you're talking. Is my question fine? It's fine. All right. So we have, we are at the point of the year, mid December, to where the schedule is all kind of fucked up. We're kind of over with regular season college football. So now we're getting more Saturday football games. We have two Saturday games to preview. And we do that by doing everyone's second favorite segment of. It's Dominic's picks. Haven't you haven't been very uh, cheerio about doing it lately, Dominic? We have to retire the singing. We're we're almost there. We're in mid December. You don't have to do it for the playoffs. So you don't want to, but we're in week fifteen at this point. Three weeks away. They are blue. Exactly. Friend, <laughs> I, I will next week. I will turn it up a notch. You might get a full-fledged song, okay? I'm not promising it. I'm just saying I'll turn it up for next week. You're going to turn it up like Scotty Tuhati and Grandmaster Sexay? No, just Scotty Tuhati. Okay. The Buffalo Bills coming off their impressive Sunday night football win over the Steelers travel to Denver to take on Drew Locke and the Broncos. It is Denver in December. I don't exactly know what the weather is like. It's probably going to be snowing. It's going to be chilly. But Buffalo is used to that at this point. Do the Bills continue to roll, Dominic, and defeat the Broncos? It is in that high atmosphere. Might take a hit. But I think the Bills will still get it done because no one circles the wagons like who? The Bronco Billies. Right? Dominic, you hungry? You want some pizza? Kind of Bronco Billy sounds pretty good, but no, I'll be going with the Bills as well. I feel like, you know, I feel like if they could beat the the who did they beat the Ravens? I feel like they beat anyone. That would be the Steelers. That they oh whatever, whatever. Who gives a fuck? They're both both those teams are going to lose in the playoffs. We already know it's going to be like the fucking Kansas City Chiefs and like I don't know, fucking the fucking Eagles or something stupid. So you know, let's just let's let's just. Who gives a fuck? I'll go with the Buffalo Bills. Congratulations, Dominic, on actually picking a Super Bowl preview that could actually happen. 
You picked an, one AFC and one NFC team. I know it's really hard for you, but you did it. Congratulations. I actually think that's the first time I've ever done that. Good job. Good job. Speaking of the NFC, we have the Carolina Panthers taking on the Green Bay Packers, the Panthers and the Packers. Very hard. I thought I almost called them the Carolina Packers, but I did not. I don't think so. Panthers, Packers. Packers, Panthers. Well, since Christian McCaffrey still being treated like a little bitch, I will go with the Green Bay Packers. I will go with the Packers as well. I mean, they after the Saints losing to the Eagles, they now have the tiebreaker for that number one seed. So they definitely are going to want to keep winning, win out. I know the Saints have another tough game this week, which we will preview. But I think Saturday night football, Aaron Rodgers and the Packers will prevail. Then moving on to the Sunday games, we got a divisional matchup. The Houston Texans travel to Indianapolis to take on the Colts. Colts bludgeoned the Raiders defense last week. Jonathan Taylor running all over the Raiders defense. Houston did play them tough a couple weeks ago. The fumble at the goal line cost them. Texans could have won, but Indy in the thick of things for the playoff hunt. Can Indy win again? And kind of secure. I don't. I don't think they're going to clinch, but they would definitely be in the driver's seat if they win here, and be possibly going for the division, but definitely in the wild card spots. I, I definitely think Indianapolis, Philip Rivers, Jonathan Taylor, you know, whoever else is on that team. That's I should know. Like Boyd, I don't know. Definitely going to run through the Texans. I don't think the Texans are going to put up a fight this week. So I'll go with the with with Mister Colt. I think it's going to be a closer matchup than Dominic says. I I do like how the Colts offense is kind of clicking right now. The defense has kind of taken a step back, but I think because the Colts of offense is kind of taking a step forward, it kind of makes up for it. Uh, I mean, T Y Hilton and uh, I almost wanted to say Bashard Perryman, Michael Pittman jr. They are becoming a good one, two punch over there for Phillip Rivers. So I'll go with the Colts to win, but in a closer matchup as Dominic thinks Uh, who the Colts are chasing. However, are the Tennessee Titans and they're hosting the Detroit lions, Matt Stafford down with a rib injury questionable to play. I believe chase Daniels is the backup. So chase Daniels, is he going to lead the lions to victory against the AFC South leading Tennessee Titans? No, I think the Titans will, pretty much take the ball and go home as in score lots of touchdowns. I'm going with the Titans. And normally when you score a lot of touchdowns, you're going to win. I will go with the Titans as well. Derek Henry just absolutely went the fuck off last week against the Jaguars. Don't think it's going to be the same, but I think Henry will get a hundred and 50 plus yards on the ground. There you go. I said it. We get an NFC North battle. The Chicago Bears take on the Minnesota Vikings in Minneapolis. The Bears are uh, looking okay on offense. Their defense is not as uh, stringent, as stingy as they used to be. But Mitch Trubisky is not the usual Mitch Trubisky. He's actually doing not that bad. Beat down on the Texans last week. It is the Texans. Minnesota put up a solid fight against the Tampa Buccaneers, but Dan Bailey forgot his one job was to kick a f- football through the uprights, and he couldn't do that four times. So with that being said, Brandon, I feel like Vikings 
are a better team than the Bears, but I feel like the Bears are kind of clicking on some cylinders, but they say defense wins wins ball games. So I will go with the Vikings. I think uh, it's going to be a decent game, as long as Trubisky shows up like he's been doing the past week or so. And I will go with the Bears. I've been riding them these past few weeks. I'm going to continue on the Trubisky train. He's going to stay hot. He's going to not fuck up as much. I think he's still probably going to mess up a few times. It's not going to be pretty, but they will win. I mean, last time Chicago faced him, the offense was just god-awful. And I think this was the game that Nick Foles was injured, so Trubisky had to come in. But they were able to kind of quiet down Dalvin Cook if they can do that and force Kirk Cousins to have to play from behind. I think they're set up quite well. Then we got the Seattle Seagulls taking on not the Minnesota Vikings because I fucked up. They are taking on Dom, do you know who the Seahawks are playing? Just off the top of your head because I know you just know everything about the NFL. They are. So the Seahawks are playing the Niners. No, they are playing the Washington football team and they will not be playing with Alex Smith. He has been ruled out. He has a calf injury, the same leg that he almost had to get amputated. So we will have Dwayne Haskins under center for the football team. They, the football team that is beat the 49ers with Dwayne Haskins playing for the most part. Uh, But the Washington defense has been very, very good. Seattle kind of being able to get back on track, just doing to the Jets what everyone else in the league does to the Jets. It is at home. Dominic, do you think Washington can uh, keep their hot streak alive even though they don't have their starting quarterback? I'll I'll give it to Washington. I feel like Haskins coming in. um, I think Gibson's coming back, but you still have J.D. McKissick. You You got some weapons on the Washington team. Now Seattle's been playing fairly decent this year. Um, probably maybe actually really good, not fairly decent, but um, I just, I'm going to give the edge this week to Washington. I'm going to go with Seattle. I think Dwayne Haskins, he he's an okay talent, but I think uh, Pete Carroll's going to want to give him fits and control the ball. I think that game against the Jets was kind of able, able for the Seahawks to kind of get back on the right track and kind of center themselves. They're chasing the Rams, I believe, but uh, they're going to be in the playoffs. And I think they got to get the win here to kind of solidify that and kind of keep pace with the Rams. And I just think Dwayne Haskins is going to just fuck up maybe too many times for the football team to keep pace with the Seahawks. Then the New England Patriots travel to Miami to take on the Dolphins. And for the first time in a long time, it is the Miami Dolphins who hold a playoff spot while the New England Patriots are on the outside looking in to a Tonga Vailoa, not exactly lighting the world on fire, but he's doing just enough to keep them in ball games while the defense does their thing, intercepting Patrick Mahomes three times last week. New England coming off of that disappointing Thursday night loss against the Rams. Dominic, do you think New England will be able to bounce back? Still kind of in the playoff hunt, not going to win the division, and they have very, very slim playoff hopes at this point. If they win this ball game, I will be surprised. I feel like the Dolphins are playing better than usual. They are primed, ready to go to get this dub. Um, like you said, Tua not not playing a real well, but enough. I agree. Um, one of the better quarterbacks they've had in the past few years, in my opinion. 
running games kind of, you know, Gaskin and, and uh, there's somebody else that I think has heard her on COVID list, but the running game is kind of, oh yeah. Well, no, he's, he's questionable. He's questionable. So um, I, I think DeAndre Washington's still taking the majority of the snaps, I believe, but I, I think they have just enough to get by this New England team who just isn't the same anymore. Yeah, I'm going to go with Miami as well. I don't think this game's going to be particularly pretty. Uh, I think if Tua can kind of lock in and not get – I mean, if New England does to Tua what they did to Justin Herbert, it's going to be an issue. But I think they have you know, enough weapons – I mean, Devontae Parker hasn't exactly been lighting the world on fire since Tua took over, but he really does like Mike Kosicki. And if they can kind of hone in on him and have him have another big day, I think the Dolphins' defense is going to be able to shut down Cam and maybe force him to throw the ball more than they want him to. So I will go with Dolphins as well. Then we have the Jacksonville Jaguars continuing their historic losing streak after winning the first game and just hasn't won since. Poor, poor Jaguars. They take on the Baltimore Ravens. The Ravens coming off of possibly one of the best football games we've seen in quite some time. The win over the Browns after Lamar Jackson took the Browns to the Super Bowl. He came back and led them down the field to win. Dominic, as uh, you would know the feeling about the cramps, your thoughts on Lamar Jackson. And he it wasn't just, you know, what happened at the end of the game. He was looking real well throughout the entirety of the game. Is Lamar Jackson back? Is he going to actually be the unanimous MVP that we saw last year? I mean, are you are you saying that he's been playing pretty bad lately because maybe he's constipated and he had to take a shit to get all the bad juju out of him? Maybe. I mean, it just takes one good shit to just kind of change your outlook on life. That is 100% true. Um, I, I'm not going to say he's going to be the player we saw last year, but I definitely think he's whatever funk he was in, he's out and he's going to start leading this team to bigger and better things. I would assume that means you're going to go with Baltimore. I will go with Baltimore as well. I think they're just going to run all over Jacksonville. We saw what Derrick Henry did to the Jaguars. I think the Ravens will do that collectively as a team against the Jaguars. Just officially, Dominic, you were going with the Ravens, correct? I mean, if I stay silent, does that mean whoever wins, I get to pick them? No. I, hey, I didn't officially pick the Raiders. You just... I mean, you just kind of assumed I picked the Raiders, but maybe I, I could have changed my pick, but I didn't. I'm an honorable person. Ah, fine, we'll go with the Ravens. Exactly. Then we get NFC South matchup. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers take on the Atlanta Falcons. The Falcons lost to the Chargers last week in the Choke Bowl. So the I guess the the Falcons won the Choke Bowl. Uh, Bucks won against Minnesota last week. Still in the hunt for a playoff spot. Probably not going to win the division, but uh, Tampa Bay, I mean, they're a good team over 500, but they're still not like the team I think everyone thought at the beginning of the season. I agree. I When I heard Tom Brady was going to the Buccaneers, I was just like, oh, pfft, that's it. The Buccaneers are going to fucking rule the world now. But they haven't. I mean, they, they had very big games, but they're not consistent. So this week I will still go with the Buccaneers because I feel like every time Brady loses, he actually no they won huh? Hmm. Brandon they win a lot they 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 won last week right? Correct I said that in the intro. I don't remember these things, um, but uh, I, I feel like when Brady doesn't play, 
to a certain level, he comes back next game and just blows everyone out of the water. I wouldn't expect I, – I, I do expect him to put up a decent amount of points and yards this game. So I'll go with the Bucks. I will go with the Falcons to win this game. This is more of a fuck it pick. I got five. I got a five-game lead to work with, so I'm going to go with this. A trap game. The the Falcons were able to do this to the Raiders a couple weeks ago. I think they're going to do it again to the Buccaneers this week. There you go. I said it. Boom. There goes. The I mean, I mean, you do know, like we maybe have about four different picks. So your fucking pick could be the difference between having, you know, like a nine-game lead or a one-game lead. Just, just, just letting you know. Thank you, Dominic, for informing me how math works. The San Francisco 49ers traveled to Dallas to take on the Cowboys. The Cowboys beating the Cincinnati Bengals. The 49ers losing to the football team. Not not a pretty matchup. This ain't Steve Young taking on Troy Aikman by any means. But, uh, I mean, it's a game. It'll be played. Some people watch it. Most people won't. Brandon, before you mute your mic, I want you to give me your pick first. I will go with the San Francisco 49ers to win. They are a 500 team. They got a a good defense. The defense has been playing really, really good. The offense, however, has not been playing really, really good. But I think because the Dallas defense is so bad that it's going to be able, it's going to allow the Niners to run the ball all over the Cowboys. I know this was kind of the same logic I had a few weeks ago when I picked the Niners over the Bills, but I'm going to pick the Niners over the Cowboys this week. And I kind of want this to be my fuck it pick. So fuck it. I'll go with the Cowboys this week, Brandon. I just don't know why. I have no reasoning whatsoever. I just want to be different. So fuck it. Go with the Cowboys. There we go. We got back-to-back fuck it picks. Then the Philadelphia Eagles and Jalen Hurts coming off their upset victory over the New Orleans Saints take on the Arizona Cardinals in Arizona. We got a battle of the birds. Arizona, you know, getting kind of back on track against the Giants. Eagles, new new QB, and they looked, I mean, pretty good. Dominic, what what are you thinking here? I mean, two young mobile quarterbacks could be a fun one to see here. Is it is it too soon to say that Hertz is better than uh Yes, it is way too soon. Oh, okay. Then I will go to Eagles. I mean, it's not, it's not I, exactly a high bar, but I think it's still too soon to kind of crown him as the savior of Philly. Okay, I'm not calling him the savior of Philly. I'm just saying it I okay, wait. Who do you think I was gonna say he's better than? Carson Wentz? No. I would say he was better than Murray. No. Then definitely no. Definitely. Okay. Is it because you like you like him more than Hurts, or you know you uh, believe in him Jaylen more? Hurts or? Played one game. Kyler Murray has played two years, and he's lit it up. Mm, I don't think so. But I will still go with the Eagles because I I don't think Murray's all that good. I'm sorry. I mean, he just took a baseball. Just saying. All right, Dominic, not liking Kyler Murray all that well. Well, I'm gonna stick behind the Oakland Athletic. I will go with Kyler Murray at home to get the win here. They're still kind of in the playoff hunt, so get the win here. I think they're still on the outside looking in, but I'm going to go with the Cardinals to get the win here. Maybe it'll be a a fun, high-scoring shootout, but uh, there you go on that one. Uh, I don't see this one being a high-scoring, fun shootout. The New York Jets take on the Los Angeles Rams in Inglewood. 
Dominic, I think this spread on Barstool is 16 and a half for the Rams. So we'll give you, we'll ask you this one because I was kind of going back and forth. I think we're both picking the Rams officially, but do you think the Rams will cover at 16 and a half or will the Jets put up a fight? No, I think the Jets will put up a fight. Okay. And what, what do you think that the score will be? I think the Rams will beat them by like 10 or 13 or something like that. All right, so there you go. We get a little insight on Dominic's play barstool pick. So I, I, I'm going with the Rams to cover here. Dominic not going, going with the Jets to cover. So we won't be in the finals because you know one of us is definitely going to get hit the 19 parlay. I'm just uh, saying, how mad would you be if I actually I, I know I said this the other night and and Tyler and you were like, Dominic, you're not you're a fucking stupid. But how mad would you be? If I'm not saying won? you're stupid. I don't think you realize how hard it is to hit a nine team parlay. It just takes I mean, one pick to fuck you up. Yeah, I mean, but that's gambling. I mean. You could be fucking running a hot streak, and then all of a sudden you just fucking lose, and that's that. Or you could just play Kino all weekend and then not win at all. You know what? Fuck you. I had a great time, and I was drunk. <laughs> uh, the Kansas City Chiefs take on the New Orleans Saints in a possible Super Bowl preview. The Saints will have Drew Brees back under center. Taysom Hill will not be the quarterback. It will be Drew Brees, but Michael Thomas will not be playing so Dominic how much does that affect the Saints going forward are they a better team with Drew Brees but now with Michael Thomas out does it kind of cancel each other out or is it still like a net negative it's a I would say it's kind of a negative no matter what I feel like Thomas I mean I haven't really been paying attention to the Saints I mean you're you're the go-to Saints guy for me but I I haven't really heard of Thomas going off or anything either so Kind of hard it to could go be off a when negative. You don't, play, could... when you don't play any games. Or well, there you go. See, so go show you what I know. But uh, I mean, definitely having Breeze under center helps their chances a lot more. It just depends on what are we getting a one hundred percent Breeze? Are we getting a eighty percent, ninety percent, ten percent? What are we getting? I mean, his injury was, in my opinion, very, very like bad. So. I, I, I don't know. I, I, I'll i give the edge to Kansas City just because I feel like it, Breeze is going to be very, very fragile. One hit and he's out and then just changes everything in the game. Yeah, I, th- I think that definitely is a question mark of what Drew Breeze' official health status is. He's healthy enough to play, but will he be kind of skittish? Will he not be able to move like at all? I know he's not really a mobile quarterback, but uh, maybe he's a little too scared. He throws the ball quicker than he maybe he needs to. I think no matter what, I will go with Kansas City to win here. I think the, the saints will still be, will, will be fine. I think they have a couple weeks to figure things out. I don't think they're going to be the number one seed now, but Kansas city is just so damn good. Their offense just can flip a switch and can score like 28 points in a quarter. And their defense is good enough to limit the opposing team, no matter how good their offense is. But that that's something that you got to give it to Mahomes and, and all those other players on the, t- you know, Kelsey and all them, at a flip of switch, you're you go from down down in the mud to fucking you're just running rampant all over everybody. So you you got to give it to Kansas City no matter what. Then let's get into the primetime games. The Cleveland Browns take on the New York Football Giants in 
the Meadowlands, we already kind of talked about Cleveland and Baltimore from Monday. Cleveland looking legit. I mean, their offense is definitely definitely clicking. Baker Mayfield is looking pretty good, looking like rookie Baker. Uh, the Giants, Daniel Jones goes down with an injury, comes back probably a little bit too soon. Uh, he came back last week, did not look very good. Giants still in the hunt for that lead. I picked against Washington, so maybe if the Giants get a win here, they can overtake and get that number one or that first spot in the NFC East. But I'm going to go with Cleveland. I think Cleveland showed me that they, especially offensively, are really, really good right now. And their defense, not the best, but the New York Giants are not Lamar Jackson and the Ravens. I mean, I'll go with what uh, what Drew Carey said. Cleveland rocks. I'll go with Cleveland as well. Then Monday night football after one of the best football games ever this past Monday, we of course football gods got to got to level it out because we get Pittsburgh and Cincinnati. Sorry, Mr. X, not, not the sexiest matchup on paper, especially now that Pittsburgh has dropped two straight after winning 11 in a row. Their offense is not looking really good. Defense still solid, but I still think Pittsburgh will win, but I'm, I'm trying to see if Pittsburgh can kind of get back on the right track, get their offense better. I mean, James Conner, not, not looking very good. I mean, they need to kind of establish the run game better and don't rely too much on uh, Big Ben. Johnson just has butterfingers. He just keeps dropping everything. So I, I think Pittsburgh still gets the win, but I'm a little tepid to think that this is going to be an impressive one. I think it's going to still be sloppy. You know what? I think Pittsburgh is just on a fucking free fall. I'm going to go with Cincinnati. I feel like definitely underdog status, but Cincinnati is going to come out on top somehow. I'm not saying like you jinx them, but you've kind of been riding Cincinnati a lot this year, I feel like, and I think only like one pick actually went well. Well, call me the jinx then. Okay. The uh, technically this game, I think might take place before our next or after our next episode, but we're just going to preview it regardless. We get a Christmas day football game. Normally Christmas is a, a basketball day, but we get basketball and football on Christmas. We got Friday night football, the Minnesota Vikings take on the new Orleans saints. I mean, we've already talked about drew Brees. I, I think it definitely affects what happens this week into next week. I think the saints will get the win here. It is at home, should help them out a little bit. But uh, I'm going to go with the Saints here, but I think the Vikings will still put up a, a pretty good fight. And I will differ from you. I'll go with the Vikings. I feel like definitely – I know Bruce is going to get – he's going to aggravate something or he's not going to play well, and it's just going to fuck them all up for this game. So I'm going to go with the Vikings. Okay, we got a lot of differentiating picks on this week's slate of games now we're done with the sports let's get into everyone's favorite segment Mr.'s wait wait that is fuck up his name that's fucked up his name huh let's try this again Mr. X's questions of the week and friends bum bum and friends okay <clears throat> happy holidays thank you first off gotta say how great it is happy holidays oh you fucking asshole <laughs> uh, 
First off, got to say how great it is that the Negro Leagues are being recognized by MLB. This is definitely something that has been a long time coming. So many Hall of Famers played in these leagues, and now many others will have a chance to take their place among the all-time greats. Like Bob Gibson. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. you have anything else to add about that, Brandon? Any other, you know, names or any other things you can think of? No, Mr. X uh, said it well, kind of what we already talked about. It's, uh, it's a damn shame it took this long, but I guess better late than never. Exactly. Going on to the next one. As far as the Indians changing the name after 105 years, I don't know about this. I don't feel this is a situation like it is with the Washington football team. Many Native Americans actually recognize the American Indian. This is a tricky situation that Cleveland is in right now. How do you feel about it? Well, I think we, I mean, gr- granted, we, 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 we read his questions kind of late, so we already kind of c- covered it, but to, to restate pretty much how I feel, I mean, I don't think it's as big as a deal as a red skin name. I said it. I said it. Canceled. But definitely think it's, it, it, it's the right choice. Yeah, to kind of kind of go back on it, I haven't been keeping up on it like too too much in terms of like what people like say about it, but I think it's kind of not saying it's like super problematic like the Washington football team's name, but it's like if there's some people that that kind of disagree with it and don't want it to be the name, I understand history and everything like that, but. It's just a name. You can change it. You have new merch. You can make so much more money off of it. Like, I I, I get it. Oakley dokely. Let's see. Here we go. I saw a headline about Cincinnati sports that suggests that only way Zach Taylor can keep his job as Bengals head coach is by beating the Steelers. Going by this, it looks like Cincy will be looking for a new head coach next season. I mean... I don't think so. I, I think they're going to win, but that's just me, right? I, I don't think since he will win this week, but I mean, no, nothing. maybe he, maybe he's on the hot seat. Maybe he's not. Uh, I, I don't know. We we shall see. I mean, Adam Gase, he gone. No, I I I can't fucking hear you. You know that, right? <laughs> like, I read the question, and then all I hear is like. Ee! Is is that just my end or can you hear me now, Dominic? I hear you now. That's why I'm holding my phone still right now. I got a little scared because when I was talking, it said internet, whatever, unusable. And I was like, oh God, this whole podcast is gonna go to shit. And then you couldn't hear me. I was like, oh God, I have to do a lot of work, but now we're good, I guess. (laughs) Well, okay, I was because it's happened for ever since we started doing this fucking Zoom shit, it's happened every podcast. There's at least one little part of it where I hear like you go like e ah and I'm like, is I wonder if they can beep beep boop boop beep. Okay, SpongeBob, I'll come down. Um, Mr. Krabs. Yeah, you are Mr. Krabs because you fucking crabby as shit. Uh, let's see. I'm the what? one that's crabby. Have nobody listened to these like last six months of podcasts we've done? Yeah, you're always in a bad mood. Fuck. Um, let's see. Wait, did you mute yourself? Or see, I don't know. I don't know what to do right now. Did you mute yourself or are you talking? You're an asshole. You know beep, boop, bop, boop, beep. <laughs> You're an asshole. Anyways, what role will Alexa Bliss play in the Fiend and Randy Orton match this Sunday? I 
Everyone loves a good distraction finish, right, Dominic? Apparently. I mean, they do so many, right, Brandon? That's just like every show. You got to you gotta get your distraction finish in. It's like a, gotcha. like a check mark. Like I know WWE has like their, their check marks and like the go-to words you got to do. Every show, got to have at least one distraction finish. Exactly. Uh, could we see New Japan getting involved in this whole alliance between Impact and AEW after recent tweets and Instagram posts from Tama Tonga? Brandon, you're my New Japan guy. Let me know. What's going on? I, I don't know. I mean, as a fan, I'm hopeful that possibly they could uh, do something together. I know there's some politics involved and there might be some hurt feelings about the Young Bucks and Kenny and kind of the fallout to what happened of them creating AEW. But I think in the end, maybe it's not going to be right now. I think New Japan and AEW will find some sort of working agreement. We've, we've talked about AEW and Impact working together and how does that really help AEW. I think getting AEW and New Japan, that definitely helps AEW more. I, I believe the matchups are better, star power is better, but then there's always the political aspect of things of putting people over and who wins what and crappy finishes and because when it when it was ROH and New Japan, it just felt like New Japan won all the matches. I didn't watch any of those because my friend my friend never wanted me to come over and hang out with him. Because mm-hmm, I watched all the ROH New Japan stuff. I know you're a big ROH fan. Mary, uh, Mike Canellas fan, right? Mm-hmm. Or Mike Bennett, sorry. More of a more of a Maria fan. Oh, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Um now, I have the, I'll ask this question, kind of ties into that a little bit. So I remember when I first got into Impact, they had the World X Cup when you had like, you know, uh, Mexico and United States, Canada, all, all these other ethnicities, you know, teaming together to win the World X Cup. Do you think they'll have kind of a, you know, a good way to entice New Japan to, to come into this alliance and be, you know, kind of having like a type of tournament to see what, you know, brand is better than the other or something like that i don't think new japan is going to be enticed to be a part of some tournament they have their own tournaments that i feel are prestigious enough okay okay just 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 asking last but not least is there anything wwe can do to increase viewership after this newest record lowest ratings from the past week or can we expect an upswing around world rumble design I thought you were going to say something, Dominic. We, we, the people want to hear what you think WWE and Vince McMahon will do to change. These. Hey, can 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 you uh, can you uh, tell your friend that we are podcasting right now and we cannot play his little games right now? Jeez. Okay, Dominic. What do you think WWE will do to change the ratings? Uh, I look think... studio studio audience already on it. Yeah, your boyfriend's <laughs> doing the podcast. <laughs> Uh, you should invite him in here and give him his takes. Um, but um, I, I, I don't. Th- oh my God! Stop blowing up my phone, you three Jesus! I definitely think uh, they're they're gonna start pulling out some new, not new tricks, but they're gonna be pulling out the tricks. God damn it, Mary! Stop it! Dominic's getting mad because you blew up his phone. Um, oh my fucking god! I can't right now, dude. I can't concentrate with my phone blowing up. Brandon, tell him to stop. which you're not you're not doing because you're just now they're just not nonstop 
So fuck it. This happens all the time with WWE. They always try to do their their gimmicks. They had the the Vince the you know it's always like the McMahons come out and we're we're gonna listen to the fans. Blah 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 blah. You guys are the authority now and all that other bullshit and they will bring out like the legends and everything like that. I do feel like there will be kind of an upswing once we get into the Royal Rumble WrestleMania season, but that kind of always happens. But if you have shit programming for years and years and years on end, this is bound to happen. I mean, there's a reason why we kind of don't talk about WWE all that much. Like we're going to preview TLC, but when it comes to like the raw recaps, we don't really talk about it because it's like it's just all shit, and I'd rather talk about some good stuff in NXT and AEW, or go more in depth in the sports topics. We need to go back to a ruthless aggression. We need steel chairs to the dome. We need getting color the hard way. We need just badass motherfuckers. Fuck this PG shit. Let's bring back PG thirteen. Or you can just tell a good cohesive story. And don't bury or not bury, but, you know, don't overexpose talent and not utilize them properly and have everyone be a 50 booking. And Dominic, are we doing the beep boop bop thing again? Son of a bitch! And we're back. Sorry for the technical difficulties. Dominic was unable to hear me, but luckily on my end, on the recording end, you guys were able to hear my lovely answers. Thank you to Mr. X and all of his questions. We're going to move over to the Instagram now to see if we have any questions over there. We do. Unfortunately, Haley, our number one fan, did not ask us a question once again, two weeks in a row. Our number one fan might be slipping a little bit, but we actually do have a question from Ty Gundy 27. And he asked what everyone's thinking right now. What happened to your number one fan? That hot girl, Haley. I mean, I don't, he said that, not me. What happened to the hot, that hot girl, Haley? She hasn't asked a question in a while, question mark. I don't know what to tell you, Ty Gundy. I mean, I think you said it perfectly in your answer. I think she hasn't asked us any questions because she's off doing hot girl shit. Fuck being good, I'm a bad bitch. I'm sick of motherfuckers trying to tell me how to live. Black holes hate under my pictures on the gram. Bitch, you better hope I never run across your man. Uh. Uh, I don't really want to comment on this question. I feel like it's a, it's a conflict of interest. Why would it be a conflict of interest, Dominic? Because what, 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 what if I ins- say something insulting and then, you know, Ty Gundy 27, like, reports it and then, you know, you know, I, I don't want to get in trouble. I don't want to get in trouble. I've heard, I ha- you know, keep my ears to the streets. I've heard that maybe Haley doesn't like all your simp ah. answers, Dominic. You got to stop being a little simp. I- I'm a fucking simp. Excuse me? That's what I've heard. From who? From the streets. Who's the street? I, you Name know me, Dominic. I am a certified journalist. I cannot divulge my sources. Is this street called Pescadero Circle? Good journalist never reveals the sources. Mm, but a bad one takes a long time to answer. It is, you son of a bitch. Would you like to... uh Answer Ty Gundy 27's question. Where is Haley? I thought she was our number one fan. She hasn't asked us a question in a while. I mean, she's just sad. busy. She's busy working hard doing what whatever she does. I mean, you know, definitely more than Tyler works. So it's fine. Damn. Now let's get on into 
the wrestling topics at hand. NXT, they are building towards their New Year's Evil show. Bit of a bounce back, ratings-wise, from last week after AEW took a commanding lead. But they kick off with Austin Theory and Johnny Gargano defeating Leon Ruff and Kushida. Theory getting the win here, pinning Ruff to get the win. Solid match. Uh, I mean, they're definitely building the Gargano family stable. Don't know what this means for Ruff and or Kushida. Kushida's kind of have like a, he's had a, he's had a, uh, an interesting career in NXT thus far. He's won more than he's lost. Hasn't exactly done too, too much, but he has been protected, which I like. Wish he could have been doing a little bit more. Dominic, your thoughts on uh, the opening tag and maybe some of the directions all four of these men are going. I mean, I, I thought it was a decent match. Um, you know, I, I feel Austin Theory should never went to the main roster and then went down to NXT. I think he should have stayed in NXT the whole time. But uh, I, I, I'm interested in seeing how this Gargano family thing plays out over the next couple of weeks. Um, I, I have a theory, but I'm going to keep it close to my chest right now. You got a theory about Austin Theory? Maybe. Okay, okay. Uh, not exact. I mean, I guess it was kind of a segment. Dexter Loomis is going to be the host of New Year's Evil. We all know I'm such a big fan of Dexter Loomis. Don't exactly what this means because he's a mute, but uh, this is happening. Can't wait. I mean, it's different, right? You, you know, WWE, well, not WWE, NXT is trying to be different. So come on, give him a chance. We had Shotzi be the host of Halloween Havoc. Does this mean we're going to get Dexter Loomis like in a New Year's baby diaper costume? Uh, I wouldn't I doubt it. many I'm... ideas. I shouldn't have given that. Yeah, idea. that's true. Yeah. Shut the fuck up. Then we get Tommaso Ciampa taking on Tyler Rust. You think on the surface this would be a squash match, but it, it really wasn't. Rust gives uh, Ciampa a fight, goes through a commercial break, goes on a long time. Ciampa does get the win at the end. They still continue to forward the issue between Ciampa and Timothy Thatcher. And then uh, I want to say Tyler Blevins, but that's not his name. Who's Tyler Blevins? Isn't that, is that like a person, like a sports person or someone? I have no idea. Come on, you're, you're supposed to help me out on these things. You think I know oh, shit? Tyler I don't know Blev- oh, Tyler Blevins is Ninja's real name. There you go. I don't know why that just stuck in my head. Shut how up. do you Shut know? How do you know Ninja's real name? Like, are you serious right now? Well, I typed in Tyler Blevins, and it came up as Ninja. I'm like, oh, that's right, that's right. You don't even like know Ninja. You just like you just know of him, right? Uh, I mean, I'm, I'm pretty sure you don't know him either. You, I, you, like, know, you, you know, you don't like watch like any of his stuff or kind of seen what he's done on the internet. Not since. Uh... You know, I realized how stupid he is. It's all about Dr. Disrespect. Big, big uh, Dr. Disrespect fan, Dominic? No, I'm more been, of a... Been watching uh, his streams on Twitch? No, I'm more of a Nick Merckx guy. Oh. So you just went from Dr. Disrespect to Nick Merckx? Honestly, I've never watched anything of Dr. Disrespect. Damn, so disrespectful to the doctor. 
Anyways, we had a number one contender match for the NXT championship. Kyle O'Reilly takes on Pete Dunne and Kyle O'Reilly gets the win here. We haven't seen Pat McAfee since the War Games match. Adam Cole also kind of standing in the background for now, but we will get a rematch from NXT TakeOver. Kyle O'Reilly beats Pete Dunne and he will take on Finn Balor at New Year's Evil, January 6th. I mean, to be honest, Brandon, I wasn't really paying attention to that whole last statement. I was too busy arguing with the studio audience. So, uh, uh, yeah, Finn Balor and uh, O'Reilly. Cool. Wonderful. Great. No thoughts on the match. What could happen? Anything since War Games between Undisputed Era and Pat McAfee's guys? Just nothing? See, I told you I wasn't paying attention, but um, no, I mean, de- definitely, I, I think. I mean, if, whatever, I, if you hear me talk about Kyle O'Reilly and Finn Balor, I think you can put two and two together that we're talking about this segment and this match. Uh, I mean, duh, right? Because I totally watched it, right? I mean, it's not like I have a I mean, podcast. You, I mean, you, yeah, you asked me like, oh, what should I do for the podcast? And I was like, I don't know, Dominic, maybe like watch the shows we talk about and. I didn't think that was such a big ask, but. You know, I was thinking, do you want to like change in 2021? Like, you know, like maybe we, we, you know, we don't really cover wrestling, just sports. Why? Because someone feels as though it's easier to BS their way through sports than than wrestling. Fuck. Yeah. (laughs) We'll talk later off the podcast, but just saying, Um, but no, the whatever's going to culminate at, New Year's Evil. I don't really know what to think. Um, with Kyle O'Reilly going against Finn and and nobody else on both teams holding gold, it, to me it kind of just reeks for something going to happen. That certain heel turn or a, you know someone's going to split off of their group and go to the ne- another one. You know, so I don't know what's going to happen are you right talking now. About, so. Are you talking about Undisputed Era and then Pat McAfee and his boys? Yeah. You talking about the NXT Tag Team Champions, Danny Burch and Oni Lurkin? See, I don't know anything, Brandon. Guys, why NXT is so difficult? I don't watch NXT. It's so hard, I know, to watch NXT. It record is. it. I don't re. I don't have. I don't have memory. I can't record it. Sorry. Why? What? What? What is taking up so much space on the hops and DVR? Let's see. My mom and my brother have a blow deck. And then my mom has blow like deck. Four... That seems like a completely different show. Not blow dick, below deck, below deck, below. You, you didn't really like emphasize the e in between the b and the and the l. Oh, sorry. B and the. Can you hurry up before I fucking break your phone. Can we move on, please? Shotzi Blackheart takes on Indy Hartwell and Indy hits Shotzi with the, the trophy in a few minutes. So Shotzi gets the win via, via disqualification. Uh, not much really to this match, but they are continuing with the Shotzi Candice feud. Maybe going to call, don't think it's going to culminate at New, New Year's Eve. I think they're going to maybe string it out a little bit more, but it's Dominic's girl Shotzi. We got to talk about it. It's not Dominic's girl, okay? (laughs) 
Brandon, um, she's not my girl. My girl's right next to me. You better say that. She's the most beautiful thing in the world. Oh, wait, these are the simp answers that Haley was, uh, Tyler was talking about. Oh, I got it now. But anyways, um, prediction, Shasti wins the Women's Royal Rumble this year. Okay. Karrion Cross makes his in-ring return. He has a quick squash match. Cross wins, uh, calls out Damian Priest. We will have Priest versus Cross at New Year's Evil. I would assume Cross wins. Don't know if it's going to be he wins, gets put back into the NXT title pitcher and wins it off of Finn. But uh, I continue to like the way Cross is portrayed. I think he's a good talent, and I'm excited to see what they do with him. Hopefully he stays healthy. I'm, to be honest, I feel like Cross is is trying a little too hard. I feel like he, right when he won the title and he had a relinquish it, I feel like he hit his peak in NXT. And I know you're going to fucking probably dissect everything I said and you're going to talk shit or whatever, but I definitely feel like this this time around, he's a little different. He's a little more aggressive, but in a, in a bad way. It's not, it doesn't feel as, it doesn't feel the same as it was before. If you, do, do you kind of feel what I'm saying? Kind of? Dominic, before you just bury yourself. I would tend to agree that I do feel like the whole aggressive, scary aspect of his character might be a little too forced. Like I didn't like at the end of his, uh, at the end of his match when he just stares into the camera and he's like, "Priest, TikTok, TikTok." I'm like, "Okay, do you really need to like do that?" I, I get it. The the TikTok is like your gimmick, but I, I, that's kind of the what's what's wrong with WWE sometimes. They got their their trademarks, they got their uh, catchphrase. You got to kind of nail it home. And at most most points, I feel like it's forced, and I didn't like that part. But for the but everything else, like the way he portrays himself, carries himself, his in ring work, I like it. Just you know, sometimes they go that extra mile. Like I, I'm still not the biggest fan of the the ring entrance because I feel like it is a little too choreographed. Do Do you remember how he used to come out in Impact and uh, like the was it the same kind? I'm not saying I know it's not the same song, but was the entrance kind of the same kind of? This he mythic... was just like a straightforward badass dude who just kills everybody. So I wonder why they couldn't just keep that and just repackage it a little bit into WWE and not this very, you know, mystic you know, I'm not going to say mystical because he's not mythical, but, you know, this mysterious, you know, fucking murdering esque kind of feel you know what i mean i know his name's killer cross but or carrying cross sorry carrying cross but it just feels it it doesn't feel like it did when he first debuted then in the main event we had tony storm and rhea ripley i don't think this was officially a number one contender match i might be wrong on that but uh it i mean it pretty much is tony storm actually beats rhea ripley we had raquel gonzalez on the outside getting involved because of course we have to get some distraction interference finishes on NXT kind of, kind of a shitty finish and the match itself, I think a little bit underwhelming storm. I mean, I, I agree with giving storm the win, but I feel like you don't really need the outside interference. I think storm is good enough on her own. And if you're trying to build her to be a challenger to EO, just have her beat Ripley a little underhand attack, a little cheating is fine, but just have her win. On her own. That's what I was going to say was you don't need the outside 
let have her pull the tights, have her put her legs on the rope, you know, something a heel would do to win. But, you know, I know you said it earlier. Everybody likes a little interference. I don't Brandon. So, you know, all in all good match. I'm happy. Tony won. Then on to AEW dynamite. The first match was Matt Hardy and the private party taking on hangman, Adam page and the dark order. And the Hardy party gets the win. Uh, Matt Hardy pins Alex Reynolds after uh, private party did pretty much everything to get the, uh, the pinfall, but Matt Hardy steals the shine. So hangman loses once again, but I think they did a good job of kind of telling all the different stories involved. I felt maybe hangman is a little bit too much of a backdrop, but I think they're going to delve a little bit more in to the, the hangman dark order dynamic. So, you know, it's funny after the weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks of speculation of like, Oh, Ken, uh, Oh, Kenny's going to turn hangman's going to turn all this other shit. And now we have Hangman and Dark Order. It's like, I don't fucking understand this shit. I keep holding on hope that they're going to do the right thing with Hangman. I still feel like looking around the roster, if Kenny is the lead heel, the number one guy in the company, the only guy that really makes sense to dethrone Kenny is Hangman. But yet Hangman is so far gone at this point that it's going to take not like a long, long time to to rehabilitate him. But I feel as though double or nothing in may is too early you need if you're gonna if this is kind of the end goal it's gonna take like closer to a year to kind of get him back to where he was earlier on in the year fuck it he's going to nxt okay we get cody Rhodes and brandy Rhodes announcing that they are going to be having a child so congrats on the sex cody <laughs> really congrats on the sex Cody good job and then Cody has a match with Angelico Cody gets the win wins with the Cody cutter so I did like that he wins with kind of one of his secondary moves so if he has a bigger match later on down the line you just kind of have it in the back of your mind that he's won a match with that move before so possibly this one could be the finish but uh, Rhodes gets the win Team Taz comes out Sting makes a save Sting doesn't do anything really just kind of comes out gives him the death stare and walks back but the heels shiver, shiver in, in pain. Or it was cold because it was snowy. You know, they, they did cut to Darby Allen sitting in the rafters staring at this whole thing that broke down. Are we seeing Darby Allen maybe going to go after Sting for some stupid-ass reason? I don't know if it would be Darby going after Sting. I think it'd be more of Sting trying, not going after Darby, but kind of trying to help him. And maybe Darby pushes him away more and be like i don't need your help old man i'm on my own he's a loner that's what he normally does so i i can i don't think darby is going that way i think it'd be sting going to darby okay because you know i definitely feel like this is a start of something new and it feels so right eddie kingston cuts a promo we get uh triangula de la muerte comes out and Lance Archer and uh, we get like a big old brawl Lance Archer not technically with Triangula de la Muerte but you know kind of on the fence here I think he's going to be a lone wolf just like Darby Allen but uh, I mean it was fine I guess nothing really to speak of I think this whole show was kind of like good but they've had their big angles these past few weeks I think this was kind of a, a deep breath before we get into the, the bigger shows on New Year's Eve and Christmas and these, you know, these next three weeks are going to be bigger shows. So I think this one's kind of the breather. 
Do you think Archer will join whatever De La Morto group, whatever they're fucking called? Do you think he'll join? No. I mean, he could just because Jake does have the health issues to where he can't be like his mouthpiece. So if you want to have a mouthpiece, you can let it be Pac. But I think Lance Archer is perfectly fine on his own speaking. So I don't think you need to go down that route by any means. We get the inner circle taking on best friends and friends. It's supposed to be 14 man, but Wardlow was unable to compete because I guess he had some family issues or something like that. Inner circle gets the win. MJF. Uh, not takes the pin, but gets the pin for the victory. I mean, it was a lot of fun, you know, a lot of bodies, so a lot of movement. And Inner Circle gets the win, I think, as it should be, as it should get the win. You know, for I don't know if I'm the only one that's really noticed this, but AEW sure does do a lot of tag team based matches. Damn, it's almost like they have a pretty solid tag team division, Dominic, so might as well utilize it. I mean, but isn't it kind of like overkill? How would it be overkill? I mean, nothing but tag team matches is kind of, you know, a Um, a little much. We just talked about Cody Rhodes taking on Angelica. That's a singles match. The main event, Kenny Omega and Joe Janela is a singles match. Everything else was a tag match, though. Not, Not every match has to be the same thing. You can switch it up. I guess, whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This was not a tag team match, but this was a backstage interview with Thunder Rosa. She talks about Britt Baker and she's going to go after her, but Reba comes out and Britt Baker decks Thunder Rosa from behind, pours some water on her, kind of smudges up her makeup. So continuing on with that feud. A singles feud, Dominic. Oh, it's wonderful. It was all wonderful. And when you said Reba, I popped for a second thinking it was Reba the country singer. But it wasn't. The Acclaim take on SCU in a tag team match. And the Acclaim get the win. They have gotten some wins on Dark, so they kind of fluff up their record to make them like a viable contender for the Young Bucks. They win against SCU. So the Acclaim will take on the Young Bucks for the tag titles next week on December 23rd. Not a big fan of the Acclaim in terms of like the rapping gimmick i think it just screams john cena it's too similar it is kind of corny and it's like in 2020 we all know like what a rapper and a freestyler looks like and their flow and everything of that nature just seems forced and put on so you're saying there's actually something in aw you don't like uh have you been listening for like the past year you think i just think everything in aw is good I'm not saying you think everything's good, but I mean, like, I mean, I've heard you say, like, oh, I'm not a fan of this match. I'm not a fan of this stipulation. I'm not a fan of this segment. But actually, you're, but I've never actually heard you say you're not a fan of a gimmick in AEW. Pretty sure I've been down on a gimmick before. Mm, you should, you should listen back to the footage. I doubt you've said the gimmicks, you, the gimmicks you didn't like. I'm not the biggest fan of. Abaddon or Abandon. But see, that's the first time I'm hearing about this. So there you go. You just don't pay attention to me. I never pay attention to you. You're you're trash. You're trash. Prove it. Did you watch AW? Maybe. Then we get a tag team match of Big Swole and Serena Deeb taking on Ivelisse and Diamante, the babyfaces 
get the victory here. I mean, it was okay. Something I really didn't like on this show is after Nyla Rose uh, makes the the blind side attack, Vicky Guerrero kicks. I think it was Swole. One of the one of the two starts kicking, and Vicky Guerrero, girl, do not throw kicks ever again, or at least get really really good at them, you know get better at them because those kicks were atrocious. Kicks like were they like pointed? The pointed toes in the gut, or like the issue just was not connecting. I mean, if someone watched, if you watch the show, they're pretty evident of how bad they were and what they look like. I mean, I might have walked out, went to the bathroom. I don't know. Mm. I mean, it'd be just kind of weird of walking out and go to the bathroom when right after this, it was a commercial break. You could have gone during the commercial. Uh, yeah, I can hold it. You know, Chili mm. Bowl part two. I mean, three. Mm, two. Mm, I think Rupert Float Day was part two. Mm, no. In the main event, we had a singles match. Kenny Omega defeating Joey Janela in a no disqualification match. We had uh, Don Callis kind of doing his own commentary. I loved Callis trying to get Tony Schiavone's headset, and Schiavone was like, fuck you, kiss my ass. You ain't taking this headset for me. And so then Don Callis just does his own commentary with the, the house mic, and Omega beats up on Janela. Janela makes a little bit of a comeback. But in the end, Omega gets the win, and then at the end of the show, we got Triangula de la Muerte comes out and Pac says that he will face Omega, that is, will face Ray Phoenix for the AEW title in two weeks. Can't wait. Should be fun. You know, the only thing I got to take away from this match is I feel like ever since uh, Double or Nothing, Joey Janela hasn't really been featured as much as he should be. I, I'm kind of high on Joey Janela. I know he's kind of more of a I don't know. I, uh, hardcore. I know he he does a lot of like that, sh- you know, street fights and shit like that. But I feel like they can actually, you know, they could work around him and being in some type of a main feud, in my opinion. But other than all, good good match. I agree. I kind of wish that Joe Janela would be utilized more. Not exactly like better because I think the way, you know, he he's like portrayed and protected to a degree is is all right. Uh, it's just kind of a thing of you have so it, that's the thing with like compared to WWEs, everyone would just trade wins back and forth. But Janelle is defined at a certain level. He could get on a winning streak and could move up that level. But at the most part, he's like what you know, tier two, maybe tier three, because you have so many. Yeah, Cody, Hangman, Darby, and like that top level. But you don't want to have it too crowded because then those other guys don't really stand out as much. I wish Janelle could be a little bit more, maybe more character development. I think because he's just kind of like. He's the bad boy. There you go. You guys know who Joe Janelle is. Here you go. They did like some of those vignettes with Sonny when they first got together, but they haven't, they kind of stepped away from it. I know they've been more on dark than anything. So kind of wish Janela would be used more, but maybe, maybe next year, 2021 will be Joe Janela's year. Or maybe even in the tag team division, him and Kiss, I think could, could be a, a fun matchup. Dominic. More tag teams. Great. Yeah, more tag team matches. Yeah, why not have a deep tag team division? That would be so much fun. All right, Ned. Finally, let's preview TLC. I know we've been talking so much WWE recently, but we're going to preview TLC. We got the Raw tag team titles on the line. The New Day take on the Hurt Business. Speaking of a deep tag team division, Raw has a deep one. They've had the New Day take on the Hurt Business. It feels like the past month now. Can't wait for this one. 
I'm going to go through new day to retain. I feel like the Hurt Business is just going to be there to fill a spot for a heel tag team. So go with New Day. And I will go with the Hurt Business to get the win. Not really any reasoning, just because it's WWE 50-50 booking. Put the titles on the Hurt Business just so it's something different, I guess. Then we got to the women's tag team title match yay more tag teams dominic must be loving this show nia Jax and Shayna baszler the champions will take on oscar and a partner to be determined because lana finally pinned nia Jax. should be the culmination of the storyline we've been seeing for months now but no in like five seconds lana gets destroyed by Shayna baszler and nia jackson breaks her arm or leg or whatever and she won't be on the show yippee good for lana but i i'm i'm still gonna go with lana i feel like it's gonna be her like you said, her her culmination, her redemption. It's gonna be her limping out there. I can I can do it. I can do it. And it's gonna end with her pinning one of the two and becoming a tag team champion. I think we're going to have a not like a surprise big time guest. I think it's gonna be one of these two women who Dominic just Dominic's favorite women's wrestlers of all time. We got Charlotte, possibly as a return. And also Kyrie saying maybe we get the uh whatchamacallit? Kabuki Warriors gets a reunion, even though they just not broken up, but Kyrie left a couple months ago and we thought it was the end, but it's not who can I don't know. But anyways, let's move right along. We got the fiend Bray Wyatt taking on Randy Orton. Every time Randy Orton faces off against Bray Wyatt, he sets something on fire. And this time it was the fiend in a box. So basically you're saying Randy Orton's going to win via countout because Bray Wyatt is dead and the Fiend is dead? Or is the Fiend going to come out of a fucking box like the Undertaker did at Survivor Series when he came out of the burning casket? Don't know. I'm going to go with the Fiend. Well, if one person might have watched Raw, they would have seen at the end of Raw that Randy Orton put Bray Wyatt in the box, lit it on fire, and the Fiend emerged from the burning box, and then gave Randy Orton the claw to end the show. So the Fiends already got out of the box. Did you ever watch that show, Out of the Box? Yeah. Great show. Great show, great show. Going to the Fiend. I will go with Bray Wyatt as well. Maybe Alexa Bliss gets involved. Not exactly too excited for this match. Then the SmackDown Women's Championship. What's a way to build up a title match on a pay-per-view, have it a few weeks prior. We saw Sasha and Carmella have a title match last Friday, and we're going to see one this Sunday as Sasha Banks defends her title against Carmella. I'm going to go with Sasha to retain. Match probably ain't going to be that good because I don't think we've ever really seen a good singles Carmella match ever. But you never know. Hold that hope, but I'm going to hold my breath for it. I agree. Uh, Sasha is going to retain. Carmella, I'll give Carmella a little more credit than you'll give her. I mean, I think she's an okay wrestler. Definitely more of the look side than the talent side, in my opinion. But I think it would be an okay match. Then we got two TLC matches on the card, Dominic. What will be the main event? Will it be the WWE Championship match or the Universal Championship match? It's going to be whatever Roman Reigns in. So it's going to be the Universal title match so we will preview the wwe championship match drew mcintyre the champion defends against aj styles in a tlc match 
Shame or Sheamus got his ass beat on Raw, and just like a good friend, Drew didn't show up. So good on him. Wonder why Sheamus would ever turn on Drew McIntyre. But I'm gonna go with McIntyre to retain. Should be really fun. Both these guys, they've said in the build up they've never wrestled each other. So I think they're gonna be motivated to have a, a fun match. Kind of sucks it's in TLC because they're gonna maybe rely too much on the on the gimmicks, but should be fun. And I will differ. I think I'm going to go with AJ Styles. I feel like it's time for uh, McIntyre to kind of take a backseat. His reign as champion hasn't really been as memorable as I'm sure everyone thought it was going to be. So I think it's about time he he takes a takes take takes a takes a loss. Go with AJ. Then in the main event, Dominic's main event, Roman Reigns, the Universal Champion, will defend against Kevin Owens in a TLC match. Once again, I'm going to go with Roman Reigns to retain. I could see maybe sort of a, a fluky, not a fluky, but kind of like an interference with the Usos, maybe to spread this out, get it to the Royal Rumble, have Kevin Owens face off in another match. But I'm going to go with Roman to retain, keep him strong, keep him the champion until whatever the hell they do at WrestleMania. I agree. Definitely don't see Kevin Owens winning. I definitely see him coming close and maybe getting screwed over at the end, like you said, with the Usos or hell, Paul Heyman can do something. But I have this weird hankering feeling that Roman's next opponent is going to be the beast himself, Brock Lesnar, and Paul Heyman is going to have to choose sides. And this is going to be a great, great feud. There you go, Dominic, predicting that Brock Lesnar will be on WrestleMania and it's that the WrestleMania main event is Roman versus Brock for the whatever fifth time at this point. Yes. Cannot wait for that one. Thank y'all very much. That'll do it for us for today. Dominic and the studio audience can now go and get their dinner. Dominic, what is on the menu? What are you getting after this? Uh, I don't know. Studio audience. What are we going to eat? None of his business. None of your business, bitch. Wow, so hostile. I was just trying to make a conversation on a podcast where we make conversation. Jesus. But anyways, if you guys would like to send in a question, you can send it in via email at curveballandcs at gmail.com. Curveballandcs at gmail.com. Follow us on the Twitter and the Instagram, curveballsandcs at gmail.com. Follow us on Whoa, His whoa, whoa. Did you just say curveballs and cs at gmail.com? Whatever, Dominic. Okay, God. follow us on Twitter and Instagram, curveballs and cs. Thank you. God. It's not follow like us our, on Facebook. Tw- curveballs it's not like our and Twitter is active anyways. Hey, it's somewhat active, so shut up. I do my best. I work hard. Follow us on Facebook. Spell it out, curveballs and chair shots. Maybe if you want to get 15% off some Ray's energy, because that's still a thing, everybody, go to repsports.com and use code CBCS at checkout to get 15% off all Ray's energy products. I've given hope on a given given up on hope on that one, you know. Just you know, fuck it, stick it to monster, rock star, you know, Red Bull. The good shit. Or bang and rain. The good shit. But, the you, know, zero stuff. you know, I'm going to reach out to Rain. See, see what they say. Collab with Eva Marie. Oh, baby, I love the way. And now we're DMC. All right. Thank you all very much for tuning in. That's been Dominic. I've been Brandon. Studio audience. The, the horse, a.k.a. the mascot. 
the beginning of the show for the technical difficulties and Haley, our number one fan, maybe sliding down the ranks. Who knows? Tiger 27, Mr. X and everyone in between. Goodbye and good night. Uh, bye bang. <laughs>